What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. It is Tuesday, and boy, yeah, I can't wait to this weekend, man. Let me tell you. Anyway, we got some good stuff coming up today. We got the Milpera ugh, Massacre, also known as the Father's Day Massacre. That was between the Banditos and the Comancheros out in Australia. It was uh, right at the beginning of the 80s, man, and I guess they had some type of series on about this over in Australia. I haven't been able to see it. Uh, if you guys got a link uh, to a uh, video of it or something on YouTube, let me know immediately after the show over on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. We got China Doll sitting in for the rest of the Madhouse. And yes, the Madhouse runs every morning, Monday through Friday, for about an hour and a half. So remember, this is just the first segment. Get on over there and listen to it on Xeno, or you get on the Discord server. We have it on there as well. Go over there and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as our BitChute channel. That is where the Rockin' with Hollywood replays are going to be at. And that's, uh, yeah, down and dirty, man. Uncensored, let me tell you. Uh, so, today before I get going, I wanted to address this. Because it kind of like, damn, man, that really happened. Uh... On my way home, on a bike, the whole nine yards, and up ahead, the traffic was getting nuts, and there's hardly any traffic around here. So, it's moving slowly, and finally get up there, and a bike's down. And, you know, you get that sinking gut feeling when you see another rider go down. I'm talking, it was destroyed, that bike. It was a rocket. And it was just destroyed. And here I'm thinking, man, I hope it ain't no damn kid. You know, a kid, 18, 20, 21, whatever. And it looked like he was making a left-hand turn. And this freaking car just T-boned the damn thing. And it was destroyed. Now, I don't know how the, you know, the rider was doing because he was already gone by then. They had the sheriffs out there. They had all these uh, investigators out there looking at the scene. They had the tow truck out there. It was just terrible. You guys really got to watch out on this road, man. Especially you youngins on these freaking sports bikes. Now, I'm not saying that he was at fault or anything. I'm just saying you got to be extra careful, especially those left-hand turns. And don't you hate it when people say, well, I didn't see him. You get out of here, man. And that's why, you know, the pipes, when they're loud, yeah, it scares the hell out of them, but they're able to hear you, don't they? So that's one thing I never understood with uh, some of these states. They don't like the loud pipes. But, you know, the saying, loud pipes save lives. And uh, I think most of the time now it has to do with texting. Even though we got all this technology where you put a Bluetooth in your ear and you just talk right into your phone and text if you want through that Google Assistant or whatever the hell it is. I'm not too uh, hip on it, but uh, I know you can do it. The texting, and this is one thing I don't get either, 
is if you admit to it, you were distracted, and it's already a $1,000 fine in Illinois, so it's already against the law. Why do these people get off so damn easy when something like this happens? They're breaking the law for one and texting. Two, they just hit a motorcyclist, and hopefully he still lives. Now, when something like this happens and they die... Why are they not charged with vehicular manslaughter? Something down them lines. It's insane. You know, I hope uh, Abate is, uh, you know, I really like Abate. In Illinois, they're working on the uh, anti-profiling law. Uh, make sure you guys get a hold of your reps to get them to co-sponsor that bill. But I hope uh, one of these days there's actually a hardcore law if you hit somebody on a motorcycle and you're texting, you're going to jail. Me, I don't like using the, the phone while I'm driving or any of that unless I got my Bluetooth in. And all I have to do is hit the button on my ear and I'm hands-free the whole time any damn way. Uh, but a lot of people don't do that. You know, I think I got my earpiece for like uh, five freaking dollars or six dollars trying to now got it for it's a good investment, so why the hell ain't you people doing it? And this summer coming up, uh, I think is going to be probably a little worse for uh, motorcycle accidents because everybody's been cooped up. This is the year after all this freaking COVID stuff, the lockdown stuff. And people are going to be antsy to get outside. They're going to be antsy to get out there and enjoy the outdoors. That's why last year you didn't see any uh, campers or uh, any of that type of stuff uh, selling. Uh, because everybody was hoarding them. And then if they were getting rid of them, they were charging obscene prices for the damn campers. Because uh, that's basically what people had to do. So now that it's... This year, 2021, I really do think that it's going to get really bad out there with motorcycle accidents. People aren't going to be watching you. You got to, you know what? You got to be extra careful. You got to drive defensively. And I would suggest going to check out some of these motorcycle safety channels. They got a lot of good freaking stuff on there. Uh, channels they really do they got some killer stuff you know a lot of the stuff that they talk about i'm like uh you know when i started off i didn't take any classes i didn't do this or do that i just jumped on and learned how to do it myself and over the years got the experience but for those that are a little green uh they don't know what uh you know, conditions to look out for, I suggest going over to one of those motorcycle uh, safety channels. They kick butt, my man. Uh, anyway, we're going to do uh, a little biker news, and I got a treat for you today. Everybody remembers Hunter Thompson, don't you guys? Uh, there was a 67, uh, 1967 interview. And this is after he rode with the Hells Angels before he wrote his book. Well, anyway, this was on CBC, and it was brought a Hells Angel in on the chopper. 
they knew how to make a freaking crowd go crazy, and I'm telling you, that uh, air, you can tell by the way he's talking and stuff, that was the air to be a biker in, man. You're talking freedom. Yeah, that's freedom back there. And he basically tells Hunter Thompson, you're full of shit. <laughs> so we're going to get into it. Let's uh, move on. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Cut into a man's personal argument. That's a not right line. No, no, it ain't. This afternoon, and oh, go ahead and tell it. All right, this, this is my side of what happened. Okay, you weren't there, so why don't you preface it with that? This is what this is what happened. Okay, and you, and you see if this isn't right. Junkie George was beating his old lady. Junkie George. Junkie George. Junkie George. Junkie George. Do you say so? And this is what happened. Serious. Junkie George was beating his old lady. Junkie George, Junkie George's dog. Oh, look at this. Junkie George's dog bit him, right? <laughs> to me, this that. is a personal fan. This is I a didn't personal feud. If a guy wants to beat his wife and his dog bites him, that's between the three of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh my god uh those are the kind of people that i got to learn from and uh some people are like you know what your standpoint on women and you know how they only used to ride on the back of a bike and they were supposed to do this and do that uh this is the epitome of how the vietnam air biker was especially in these clubs that was some funny stuff you know dudes over here beating his old lady then the dog bites him and you know that's between the three of them <laughs> let's listen a little more and the audience is clapping here came the peacemaker he doesn't have a patch on he isn't in the club you know and Jackie george is stiff you walk you walk right up to him and you said only a punk Beats his wife and dog. Ouch. These were your words. Now, you said it. You said it to this man. In the 60s. And you backed up. You finished and he said, Hunter, you want, you want some of this. And you said no. But you got it anyway. And when he hit you, three or four others of them hit you too. Oh, you got in your car and you left. That's when in your book you said you found Magoo asleep in the back of your car. So you stopped and he got out. But yeah. the next day, if you'd have had any guts after living with all of these people... You'd have come back up there, had a beer, and sat down with everybody and said, all right, I made a mistake, or somebody made a mistake, so what, let's have a drink. We've never seen you since. Ouch, man. You know what? That is just straight on, man. You gotta love that stuff. Let me uh, move a little forward here and get some more. Well, I'll tell you, Al, and, and Hunter, everybody in this room, that that book is 60% cheap trash. Ouch! Then he whips his neck. Oh, hands the hell's angel could be anybody in this room. Somebody that likes to ride a motorcycle. I got my own home. I got a job. I got a boat and trailer. You know, I do all things. I raise dogs. I do a little bit of everything. Let's face it. You're not a typical angel, and I know that. You know that. So let's not get ourselves in that. Well, they're no different. I think the angel sent Cliff here as a as an emissary, as a minister, plenipotentiary with a high college degree and a yearning for bourgeois respectability. Those are, all, those are all your words. Uh, you yeah, oh, Hunter Thompson, man. Uh, he got freaking made a fool of in that interview. Uh, but it is just awesome to see that kind of stuff. Because nowadays, if something like that was said, there's no way people would freak out, man. You know, they already freak out the way I freaking uh, talk about that stuff. But these guys were hard 
core. And then, uh, you know, for Hunter being able to go with the angels and stuff, uh, he go this one angel goes and says, I want to know why we didn't get the two kegs of beer you promised. That's all they wanted was two kegs of beer for him to ride around. Uh, but I think Hunter's kind of mad because he got his, uh, you know, noggin knocked out. He got those uh, raccoon eyes and stuff. And uh, near the end of this segment, and this comes from the writer of this uh, article, the people is uh, populated with deplorable people. So we're all deplorable people, except you PC pricks out there, uh, who cheer the hell's angel when he says, quote, to keep a woman in line, you got to beat them like a rug once in a while, you know? <laughs> and even Thompson uh, said they agreed. So that is kind of what uh, the 60 biker was all about, man. That's how rough they were around the edges. And that's where a lot of these clubs have got their reputation from, even though they're not like that anymore. By God, you know what? It'd be so, the Greybeards are, man, because that's their period of time. And that's what I say all the time. If you want to actually learn anything about a club, uh, go up to them, ask, and hopefully you get a Greybeard after you get to know them. And you're just going to be an awe with the damn stories these Greybeards are going to tell you. You're not going to get it on uh, these protocol channels or any of that garbage. Uh, a lot of their shows are garbage. It's like, dude, you're talking out of your asses. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is this is the real deal, man, right here. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, if you want to know more, this is going to be in uh, the description box. You'll be able to watch the whole uh, interview with it. Uh, it's it's six minutes long, man. It's the funniest crap I've seen in a long time. Uh, let's go to uh, the Thin Blue Line helping first responders through personal hardships. It's a firefighter battling a terminal illness or a firefighter dealing with an injury. Thin Blue Line is here to help cover the cost that insurance doesn't. The local chapter of Thin Blue Line Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club, Brazos Valley, rides alongside fellow first responders as they go through catastrophic events in their lives. Members do this by raising funds for law enforcement, EMS, firefighters, along with their independent children going through these hard times. Meaning the National sound. DPS Trooper Juan Tovar received Thin Blue Line's assistance when he was recovering from his involvement. She's in outside giving a report. Earlier this month. The small chapter covers all seven counties touching the Brazos Valley. The last thing we want is we want to know about a first responder that has been, been suffering financially because they just can't cover their bills because of an illness or an injury, and they never knew to call on us. The local Thin Blue Line chapter established its own foundation in 2018. In Brian, Rachel Esbiot, KRHD News. Man, you know what? Uh, our firefighters are... Uh something else man they really are uh i hate to you know to see them put in a position like that where a lot of them have to choose between their health and other deals uh you know i've always believed that in this country we should take care of our own people especially our vets especially our firefighters you know, they're some of the most honorable people out there. 
and our government lets them suffer. What kind of crap is that when you put your life on the line and next thing you know, you're hit with something, you need help, and they're not there for you? Firefighters go into them damn buildings while everybody else is running out. They put everything on the line for you. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'm working on some stuff. I actually... uh, Next year, I'm hoping to throw a fishing tournament or something like that for a fallen uh, firefighter's fun. But that's next year, man. Uh, so I'll let you guys know when that uh, happens. Maybe put a ride on, uh, get into that uh, venue and stuff. But uh, let's go to the big one today. And we're going to take a listen. And this is going to give you kind of a background of how everything went down, what we're talking about when it comes to the Father's Day Massacre, also known as Milpera or Malpyra. Uh, man, was it something else. Let me tell you, man, there was seven people that died, six bikers, one civilian. One civilian died, so we're going to go over it. Things opened fire on each other in the car park of a southwestern Sydney hotel. The Milpera massacre claimed seven lives, six bikers, and an innocent bystander. At 1.55pm, Father's Day, 1984, a shot from a 3.57 Magnum rifle echoes across the car park of the Viking Hotel Milpera. The bullet severed the throat of 14-year-old schoolgirl Leanne Walters and sparked open warfare between Comanchero and Bandido bikey gangs. Yeah, this is not, you know what, uh, this is a real video, so their audio doesn't sound... Uh, the best. Let me see if I can bring another one up here. Bravery, courage, defiance, heartbreak. They're not normally words you'd attach to Father's Day. But Sunday, the 2nd of September, 1984, was a Father's Day like no other. Not before, and thankfully, not since. It was the day two rival biker gangs went to war in the car park of a Sydney pub, leaving dozens of people wounded and seven dead including an innocent 15-year-old girl. Okay, we'll get uh, continuing on that. Let's give you a little more background here. Uh, Milpera uh, massacred us again from 1percenterbikers.com. Uh, seven were killed, six bikers, innocent uh, civilian. This happened on the Sunday, uh, the 2nd of September, 1984. And that was Father's Day in Australia. Uh, now, here's the lead-up and the motive according to OnePercenterBikers.com. Again, there is a uh, book out there, Caesar. Uh, he was actually at the deal. He was at this thing, and he has a book out on it. I suggest you guys uh, read that. It's Caesar Campbell. Uh, from what I know of him, pretty good uh, stand-up guy. I believe his brother died in this one, but... Do not quote me on that, because uh, I haven't read the book fully. You know, I have so many books i got to read. But anyway, 
Most of the banditos involved in the Milpera massacre were the former members of the Comanchero. Comanchero had a single chapter, however, tensions within the club saw several members break away to start a second chapter in Sydney, while the original chapter set up a clubhouse uh, in Sydney. Again, I think there's a series on this, and but you know, look in the comment section, and our Australians that uh, watch the show will let us know if that is true or not. Uh, 82, uh, Sydney's chapter was started by Anthony Snodgrass Spencer. Uh, the chapter was then later patched over to the Dito, or the Banditos, which in the process made the chapter members enemies of the Comanchero. So can you imagine that, uh, guys that you were partying with and, you know, spending time with as a family and all that stuff, next thing you know, you're enemies, man. Uh, back then, the scene was something else, man. <laughs> uh... The chapter uh, went over to the Banditos, according to this, uh, because several chapter members were not satisfied with the leadership style uh, from their founder and Supreme Commander Jack Ross. Uh, the 10th of August, 84, Jack Ross and Anthony Snotty uh, Spencer spoke on the phone and war was declared. Right on the phone, man. Damn. But, of course, that is 84, man. It was a different time with technology, but still doing stuff on the phone messed up. Uh, the clubhouse uh, of the Comanchero was fortified, and Bandito's MC clubhouse was uh, armed. Uh, now, he's going to go into the timeline of the events and stuff like that, but let's go back to this one video and check it out. The notorious Milpera Massacre remains the worst single outbreak of bikey violence the world has ever seen. This Father's Day marks 30 years... Actually, uh... This was shot April 16th of 2018, and I would have to say that maybe up until 2015, when Waco Twin Peaks happened, it might have been the biggest one, uh, but that was in Australia. Now, in the United States, you had nine people total that died uh, from that one, and a lot of under that circumstances was the police, I believe four of the bodies had, uh, you know, police shot in it, but, you know, it might be talking about uh, Australia. Years since that bloodbath stunned Australia. The images are sometimes violent and confronting because you're about to see and hear compelling first-hand accounts of what really happened that day. Jock Ross is a hard man. One of Australia's most... And that's one of them uh, that we were just talking about now. Uh, going back uh, so you get some background here. He was uh, the Supreme Commander uh, with the Comancheros. Let's go uh, listen to him for a sec. Feared bikey bosses. He's been shot, beaten within an inch of death, and jailed for murder. He's now 71. A grandfather defiantly alive and defiantly defensive to this day of his infamous role in the 1984 Milpera Massacre. You'd let this feud, this war, spill out publicly? No, I didn't. They came to us. Get it right. They came to us. Do you know that you see the defiance in... Uh, I'm copying this down so you guys can watch all of it in the description box. But 
They didn't mince words, man, them old-timers. They still don't mince words. Uh, one thing that uh, is kind of depressing, you don't see much anymore. Very cool stuff. What else does this guy have to say? The Viking had two of Milpera. Alleged man gone berserk with the rifle. Shots have been fired. It's Father's Day, September 2nd. Quiet afternoon in the car park of a Western Sydney pub. War erupts between two bikey gangs. Jocks, Comancheros, and sworn enemies, the Banditos. When the last shot's fired, the gun-smoked car park is littered with wounded and bleeding bikers. Six of their brothers-in-arms lie dead, as well as an innocent 15-year-old girl. And that right there is what's going to piss everybody off, is that a civilian was killed. And that's why this is uh, really a big thing when they talk about it. Now let's go back to our timeline, according to OnePercenterBikers.com. Uh, it occurred again on uh, September uh, 2nd. Uh, this was a swap meet. A number of the banditos uh, rode past the home of the Comanchero Sergeant-at-Arms uh, where members were holding a meeting to decide uh, to proceed with battle. Again, it would be pretty weird. Everybody was partying together the week before, and now they're at war. See how it, things change fast, man. Uh, 10 a.m., the motorcycle swap meet begins at the Biking Tavern, uh, located in Milpera, Sydney. Uh, at 1 p.m., 19 members of the Comanchero, led by their Supreme Commander, Jack Ross, who you just heard from, arrive at the tavern. Members of the Comanchero notice that Mob Shitters MC, <laughs> you gotta love that name, Another outlaw club are inside the tavern. Jack Ross goes inside to the back of the tavern so that uh, the mob shitter members are not introduced into the conflict. That was at 1 p.m. 1.20, 34 members of the banditos uh, arrive at the tavern. By this time, some Comanchero members believed that uh, the banditos were not going to show, so they had spread across the car park. Some also gone inside of the tavern. Uh, these guys, they got all the names listed right here. And yes, here is Caesar Campbell. Let me uh, send you guys over there. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit about Caesar. He was the sergeant-at-arms at the time for the Banditos as well as the Comanchero. And he was, uh, in, he was involved in this stuff. Uh, he does have kids and stuff like that. But uh, he was one of six brothers, the Campbell brothers, to have been involved in the outlaw motorcycle scene. Bull, uh uh, Caesar Shadow, he died at Milpara, uh, uh, Milpara. Also, Whack, he died of his injuries. So, two brothers died at that scene. And again, he writes a book about this. Very interesting business right here. Uh, you gotta see his stuff. And I'll, again, put that uh, down in the description box. Uh, then, uh, you know, weapons are handed out amongst banditos and they approach Comanchero. Verbal argument begins, escalate, the fighting lasts about 10 minutes. 
And then uh, Leanne Walters, uh, the civilian, uh, she was only 14, man. You know, sad state of affairs. She was caught in the crossfire, and she got hit by a 357 uh, Magnum. And she was a motorcycle enthusiast, man. Uh, she was. Uh, Anyway, uh, the charges that came out of that was 21 are found guilty manslaughter, 9 are found guilty of murder. Uh, Jack Ross, uh, mentioned by the judges being the main instigator at the event, receives a, a sentence of life in prison. He is released in 92. Uh, it's a lot different in different countries, guys, if you're coming from an American standpoint, uh, because their sentences ain't like ours, man. Uh, they lock you up and throw away the damn key here. <laughs> he was uh, uh, snotty snodgrass. He hung himself. Uh, he was age 30 at the time of his death. Uh, information retrieved from his diary and statements indicate that he had uh, a heavy feeling of guilt as his bandito brothers were fallen in, the ba in their bail applications and stuff. Again, these guys really freaking... Uh, were brothers at one time. Uh, then uh, the book, again, Colin uh, Caesar Campbell, uh, his book is uh, titled The Real Story of One of the Australia's Most Feared Outlaw Bikers by Caesar Campbell with Donna Campbell. Now here it is. It's called Brothers in Arms. I was asking about that earlier. Uh, it was a miniseries uh, made that documented the events around the uh, massacre. Very, very interesting stuff, man. Uh, these guys were hard freaking core. And you had brothers, six of them. Holy cow, that were involved in the club scene. Two of them died over at uh, this massacre. And it is really a sad state of affairs because these guys were partying together. They were brothers together. You would never think something like this would happen because, you know, you're supposed to have that uh, blood bond when you're in a motorcycle club. But politics and attitudes and all that type of stuff really does get in the way, doesn't it? Where it causes problems like this. A lot of people, man, a lot of people died on this uh, sad state of affairs. Uh, the other articles I had pulled up are basically going over the same information as uh, we went through. Let me see if we got uh, more on uh, this video that we can listen to. Do you wear for the more paramedic? There, it wasn't 2014. Guns were easy to get. The guns were always there. Jock ran his club like a private armor, wrote the rules, and drilled his comancheros in paramilitary exercises. They learned to shoot, fight, and defend. This film from 1977 shows the comancheros of that time in all their glory. Now, I remember that one of these protocol channels said uh, that a lot of clubs don't got that uh, military mentality, even though that uh, some of them served in the military, and it's not taught. Well, 
back then it was. You just heard it right, uh, right here in this video and stuff. And boy, does that wake you up to uh, just how hardcore they really were. Uh, again, I'm going to put uh, those links in the description box. That way you guys can uh, check all this information out. Do your research on it. You'll really, these things are interesting. And this is the type of men who built the one percenter. It's these men who built it. Not these fly-by-night one percent diamond people. Not clubs that a lot of freaking people don't recognize. They're diamonds. No. It was these guys who built it. The men of men were these people, man. Uh, no, uh, no, ta you know, no prisoners uh, type of attitude. Uh, messed up. And then you heard that 67 uh, video with that Hell's Angel telling Hunter Thompson to his face, you're this, you're that. And the way people thought about women, maybe that's is something uh, I should be uh, doing as well. But anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show. Make sure to go over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com or go into the description box. on If you're on YouTube, hit that Discord. Invite you to come into the Discord server and you to listen to us in the radio room while uh, we're on air. So with that, I'll talk to you guys later. For something just a little bit wild. God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. Party rock! This is good stuff. I want to share something with you. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? It's Tuesday. And uh, you know what? Hollywood's pretty happy uh, today. I got some num-nums last night, uh, even though it kind of ended like shit. You know, I was more than a two-pump chump, but uh, old China Dow gets pissed off at me right after, man. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, you called me something that you called somebody else. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I guess in the moment I called her something that I called somebody, uh, you know, I'll in the past, and I was like, okay, uh, whatever, uh, then, you know, I went to bed, so, you know, it started off good, then, you know, old China Dow ruined it as usual, and she wonders why that she don't get no freaking pecker a lot of times, so, what do you got, you know what, let's talk about that for a minute, what the hell was with you yesterday? What do you mean? You called me a name that you used to call someone else, and that's just wrong. How is it wrong? I said baby girl. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? Everybody uses that. I curled your toes. And it's like, you know what? Hollywood thought he did a good job. I was proud of myself. You know, I lasted a little more than two pumps. And then this crazy ass looks at me all pissed off. I was like, what? Did I break something? 
No, no, no. You didn't break anything. You called me baby girl, and that's what you used to call our live-in years ago. And that's not me. That is not my name. You tattooed that name on her. That is her nickname. Baby girl is her nickname, not mine. I wasn't even thinking about her. Yeah, okay. No, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was enjoying China Doll. China Doll looked hot as hell yesterday. I even went up to her work, sat with her for about an hour until she got off. And, you know, it's like, what the hell, man? Hollywood can do no... I can't do anything right. You don't call somebody somebody else's name. <laughs> okay, next time we're doing something, I'm going to be yelling out somebody else's name. That's all right. Whatever. Whatever. I'm going to yell out somebody else's name. Type in uh, General for Greystar how to listen to the show. Uh, he's a little confused right now. Or anybody else out there, if you would, I'd appreciate it. Uh, getting them over to the radio room. But uh, that wasn't my intention. Uh-huh. Sure. We got lost in the moment. Who's we? You got lost in the moment, but with some other girl. Oh my God! I'm gonna hear about this all day, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, it's not like I called her name. You called out her nickname. I used something general. <clears throat> no, no, that's not general. That is so not general. That is called using somebody else's name in bed. You don't do that. You just don't. What the fuck, man? What? You don't. You just don't do it. You don't do it. You don't call me by somebody else's name. Especially since how much I despise her. (laughs) At the same time, you know, you don't get sex much. And Hollywood was feeling, you know, charitable. Charitable. Oh, now I'm a charity case. Yes, you know, save the whales, harpoon the pet chick, that kind of, you know, stuff. You know, that's how people say that stuff. You know, I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying that's, you know. Oh, great. Now I'm going to have a complex because you just said Oh, my goodness gracious, man. You know what? You don't even have tits or, you know, you got a flat ass now. And, you know, you think you're fat. You know, what is it with you You women? Oh, my God, you just said. You, you pretty much just called me fat. No, I did not. Yeah, I'm not a charity case either. If I'm a charity... Oh, man. Man, you're just digging your hole a little deeper every second. I swear. Oh, my God, you know what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you're digging deeper, dude. I'm always digging, digging myself deeper, man, because you women deeper. are bipolar vipers. Oh, no. You guys think one thing, and I actually meant something else. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. No. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because, okay, normally, you actually just call out my actual name. But this time, you said baby girl, and that was hers, not mine. Oh, you guys are full of shit. No, you don't. Oh, my God. I know Donna's totally got my back on this one. This is just so wrong. You don't call out somebody else's You're name. You're running to Donna, man. Well, what the hell is with that? Because she'll whoop your ass with her boobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? She dropped that camera during Rocking with Hollywood yesterday. All you seen was boobs. I was like, holy shit. What just happened here? And poor Gio, he was over there. He's like, I, I, I haven't seen it. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, he missed it? Yes, he missed Aww. it. Oh, Gio, uh, he in love with Donna over there, man. But, uh, yeah, he didn't get to see that. 
Gio missed the boob shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's up with your women, man? Why can't we get women in there, uh, you know, and uh, showing us titties and stuff like that? What's wrong with you guys? You know, this is a biker type of deal, man. We like seeing boobs. You know, most guys won't be able to see yours because you're flat as a board. But, uh, you know, there's others that have good titties. You know, you got a handful, I got to admit, because you know what? I'm going to dig myself deeper by saying you got no titties here. Yeah, because now, now I'm somebody else, and I'm fat, and now I have no boobs. I didn't say you were fat. You did, too. Yes, you did. And a charity case. Uh, what the... No, I'm, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Have you ever fucked up where you said something that your women gets pissed off and you didn't mean to say that? I bet a lot of guys did. And you know what? They probably call out others' names. Well, at least you didn't call me by her, her real name. You just called me by her nickname. That would have kind of been fucked up. <laughs> oh, Alyssa, you're such good, baby. Oh, wait a second. You ain't Alyssa Milano. <laughs> what the fuck happened here? <laughs> you know, I got lost in my head and shit. You know, if she wasn't freaking so uh, left-leaning idiot, uh, you know what? I, You know what? I'd destroy her. I actually played a song yesterday uh, by State of Mind that, you know, that's how I was feeling last night. Yeah, I heard it. That was a beautiful song. I love State of Mind now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. You're welcome for introducing you to that. Yeah, you know, that's how I felt, though. You know, I wanted to pump some freaking pink taco. I don't get that much anymore that I'm old now. It's too much work for me. No. I don't get that urge. No, you don't. You know, maybe I should try that in my head and just don't say it out loud. Say, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Maybe that'll keep me going longer. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. So I'm not supposed to think about somebody else while I'm doing the pumping. No. You, no. You should be thinking about the person that you're with, not somebody you used to be with, especially. Especially since you've already compared me to your first girlfriend. My first girlfriend gave some hell of a head, dude. And you know what? Lately, China Doll's been trying to step up her game because she's got that conscience on her. See, you know, she loves trying to push my buttons into getting some bullshit fights and stuff. And boy, can I push her buttons because I know it sticks with her. Mm-hmm. You know, she has. She's been stepping up that oral game, man. Because uh, my first time, dude, I blew like I never blew before. I haven't blown like that since. <laughs> Oops, I said that out loud. Yeah, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Digging another grave for yourself. That uh, fire pit's looking real pretty right now. Yeah, that, you know what? You're going to put me out there in that fire pit and shit. That's why I was afraid when your freaking sister was around and shit. I thought you guys were going to freaking cut my throat and throw me in the river. Might happen. Might happen now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get assistance from our son. Hmm. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But we got some uh, interesting topics I want to talk about today All right. after our two in a row. Uh, one of them is understanding what drives serial killers. Interesting. <laughs> cool. And then, you know, the most seven uh, 
notorious ones. Uh, then we're going to talk about some reparations that they're talking about. You know, like, I have to pay all this bullshit. That ain't happening. And then, you know, it's something that I really wanted to talk about because we watched a kick-ass movie last night. And sometimes I really don't finish the movies. You never finish a movie. You know how many movies we have on all the different things that we have on TV on our TV that says continue watching because we've never finished them? That's because, you know, I have to do stuff. You know, I love sitting down. I love watching movies with you. But just sometimes it irritates the hell out of me because you're on your phone and you're playing this fucking stupid card game that you've been playing forever. And it's like, what the hell, man? You know, we're supposed to be engaging here, and it don't happen. So we watched The Core last night. Yeah. You know, that's when, and this is the kind of stuff that I can believe, man. You know, them coming up with them kind of weapons and stuff and destroying the Earth from The Core. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, they went to The Core. Uh, If you guys haven't seen the movie, look it up and stuff like that. So that got me thinking. About climate change. Let's take that on straight ahead. No bullshit. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, so interesting topics today, I think, huh? And very. And don't forget, rocking with Hollywood, where I'm always interesting, because half the time China Dow ain't around and I can't get my ass in trouble, because I've been doing that lately. Guess what? What? I'm off work at 7. Well, that sucks. Anyway, we're going to go to Web Essence.
like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never gonna win this Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be Tell me what you want I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs And a bathroom I can play baseball in And a king size tub big enough for ten plus me yeah, what you need I'll need a, a credit card that's got no limit And a big black chair with a bedroom in it Gonna join the Mile High Club at 37,000 feet Been I want a new tour bus full of old guitars Find a star on Hollywood Boulevard Somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine for me So how you gonna do it? I'm gonna trade this life for fortune and fame I'll even cut my hair and change my name Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars And live in hilltop buses driving 15 cars The girls come and the drugs come cheap Well, I'll stay skinny Cause we just won't eat And we'll hang out in the coolest bars In the VIP with the movie stars Every good gold digger's gonna wind up there Every playboy bunny with a bleach blonde hair And we'll hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star I wanna be great like Elvis without the tassels I raid body guys that love to beat up vassals Sign a couple lot of grass so I can eat my meals for free I have the quesadilla <laughs> I'm gonna dress my ass with the latest fashion Get a front door key to the Playboy Mansion Gonna date a Santa phone that loves to blow my money for me So how you gonna do it? I'm gonna trade this life for four Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars and live in hilltop buses driving 15 cars The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap Well I'll stay skinny cause we just won't eat And we'll hang out in the coolest bars And the VIP with the movie stars Every good gold digger's gonna wind up there Every playboy bunny with a bleach blonde hair And we'll part out in the private Dictionary of today's Zuzu They'll get you anything with that evil smile Everybody's got a drug dealer on speed now Well, hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star I'm gonna sing those songs that'll bend the senses Gonna pop my pills from a best dispenser Get washed up singers writing all my songs Let's sing them every night so I don't get them wrong Well, we all just wanna be big rock stars And live in hilltop buses driving 15 cars The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap We'll all stay skinny cause we just won't eat And we'll hang out in the coolest bars In the VIP with the movie stars Every good gold digger's gonna wind up Every playboy bunny with a bleach blonde hair And we'll part out in the private rooms With the latest dictionary of today's Zuzu They'll get you anything with that evil smile Everybody's got a drug dealer on speed dial Well, hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star Hey, 
Trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run of the mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Don't forget, if you got your copy on Amazon, the Libra Review, it also May 1st or 2nd, I think we're getting uh, more uh, proof copies in. Uh, that way you can uh, go ahead and get a signature book with uh, China Dow's now favorite uh, signature with the lips and stuff. So, you know, she puts on the lipstick, kisses the book, signs it for you. Uh, everybody's liking that, so thanks, asshole. Uh, you know, they don't even care about Hollywood signature anymore. They just want the China signature. If you live in Canada, Australia, and all that stuff, you have to email her first. That way uh, she can get you the shipping costs. The shipping costs, I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, man, all I'm doing is shipping a fucking book. Uh, but I guess you got to go through customs. You got to do this. You got to do that. And that's some bullshit, especially if it, you're in North America and stuff. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. It's all about customs. So, you know, it is what it is. So, so you know, mister. Now I'm mister. What did I do? Okay, okay. Now I'm like just so so totally mad at you. Number one, you call me somebody else's na nickname during sex. Number two... You said I have no boobs, but we all already know that. God, that's old. Number three. <laughs> you said I was fat. I did not. You did too. And you called me uh, a charity case. I d and you're saying that your first girlfriend gave better blowjobs than I do. So I shouldn't be honest. I just Dude, said, there are just some things you tell a little fib about, okay? I'm just saying. I just said... No. no. And I was being real that she gave one of the best blowjobs. Uh, I'm just... Yeah. Okay. You're digging yourself in a hole to where you're going to be put on sex timeout. Yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's mine. You can't use that. I can. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. yeah. Sex timeout. <laughs> and no blowjobs. Yeah, you're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> you get punched right in the mouth. <laughs> am I gonna? Am I gonna end up cupping and going? You be cupping and going, man. You'll get that colon cleanse that you don't want. No, no, it's not gonna happen. So anyway, uh, there's a story that has come out with uh, our news segment here. Uh, a loss, and I want to get your opinion, and I'd love to see the general chat's opinion about this over on Discord, is Los Angeles County Supervisor, U.S. should make amends, return land to black families. I'm confused. I really am confused here. 
Why the hell would we return land to black families when it was a Native American families? You know, the Indians. Oh, oh my God, don't do that. It was the freaking guys who sat by in a teepee and lit a fire and smoked the dope. It was their land. So they're saying in whatever article you're reading that we should return land return. to black families. When did they own them? Uh, you know what? I'm. S this is what divides our country. It really does. And if you actually seen a picture of this woman, you can tell she's uh, you know, she hasn't had sex for decades. Well, maybe you should go do her. Hell no, maybe man. Call her somebody else. She does name. have a hairstyle like you, but uh, you know why? Sh why should I have to make amends? I want to know. I don't know. Why should anybody have to make amends? What happened in the past happened in the it's past. It's 150 years ago. We can't fix it. We can't change it. It's already done. It's over with. And give it a rest, people. You get tired of being called a racist. I know I get called a racist. You do all the time. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Why don't you sit back and think about it? Why don't you think about the facts of the situation? If I'm a racist, it's because... You don't like the facts. The truth must hurt. The truth hurts. Well. And I think the U.S. media, because if you look at the media outside this country, it's a lot different. You know, you have socialist countries running away from these socialists in America saying, you know what, you're going too fucking far. And you're really causing that great divide. Now, one example of that, where people are tired of these liberals, is New York and California lost house seats, and so did Illinois, because people are moving out of the state. They can't stand these liberal policies anymore. So they actually lost population, and they lost congressional seats because of it. What is that telling you? It's telling you people are sick of your bullshit. Mm-hmm. They they, they're getting tired of all the drama. All the drama. Stop the drama. You know, and there was I mean, one thing that I seen riding that bike yesterday, and you said it in your head, you're just seeing what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I seen it's over an overhead pass on a public fucking highway. It says, Black Lives Matter. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to go apply for a permit and put one on. If it's a public space, I have to be able to put it up, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about putting up something. I need some ideals, guys. And I'm going to go petition the city government for my sign to go up. There you go. I think it should say, mm, let's see. There's a few thoughts in my mind. Um, all lives matter. Bikers' lives matter. Uh, <laughs> Fuck I mean, that! I want to put up something else like Peckers Matter. <laughs> Peckers Matter? <laughs> or the Anti-Viper League. Peckers Matter, really? Yes, Peckers Matter! Oh, well, yours doesn't right now. Ouch. Just saying. <laughs> and here you are complaining all these months about not getting sex. I give you yep, sex. could have kept going without it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, you want to do a test? What, on how long I can go without it? Yes. 
Well, um, then that means if I'm going without it, you're going without it. I ain't agreeing to that. And that means you don't get oral either. That Yeah, that never happened. Okay, so then anyway. you're not going to test it, huh? No, I wouldn't. So what do you think it. about my idea? I think that I should petition the government in that city for my sign next to it. No, they can't do that or I'll sue the fuck out of them. Good luck. Because it's a public space. And it's not just one sign. It's actually on both sides. Both of that sides. Walk. Like, you know what? I want to see that and bullshit. What it, and what it is, is it's a bridge It's a bridge that you walk across. It's not like one for vehicles. It's one that you walk across from one side of the street to the other. Mm. And the sign is literally on both sides. And as soon as we went under it, I'm just like, God, I can just picture in my head what he is thinking as he <laughs> just drove under that. Well, you know, what's funny about this BLM. It's all these, the whites are actually doing this shit. These white liberals, like I told you the other day, I seen that article where they were kneeling and shit and chains saying, I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? You didn't do it. You didn't do shit. See, that's just it, though, is, okay, they're all doing this poor, poor me crap. Better watch it. They might call you racist. I don't care. Uh, I mean... I, You're the least racist person I know. <laughs> I know. It's so weird because I like everybody unless you piss me off. Then I don't hate that race. I just hate that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me. That's just how I am, which is not easy living with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, more blunt about shit. But what the hell? It's like, okay, this happened like 150, 200 freaking years ago. The people that are alive today did not do it. <laughs> they didn't do it. We didn't do it. We, we didn't do it. We didn't own you. <laughs> we didn't now, I can't you. say for my ancestors because, you know. Well, everybody's ancestors yeah. have done something oh, well. wrong in the past. But the people that are here today didn't do it. Didn't do it. So why should we apologize for something that happened that many years ago? And then you got people bitching about uh, Indians, you know. Oh, my God. Ow, don't do that. That hurts my ears. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing between your ears. Shut up. Anyway. No, you know, oh, my God. No, no. They, wow, no, they complain no that the white man took their lands. Well, it's called conquer. It's happened throughout human history. You know, if anybody should be pissed, it should be the Native Americans because we took it. You know, we didn't take nothing. You know what? Their own tribes were doing that. Wasn't it given in trade? I don't know. No, it wasn't given in trade. We beat their ass. Well, still, it's just like, what the hell? So why am why are we going to give them back land that we won? You know, people say the past is the past. Move on. Okay, yeah, move on, man. You're not even listening. No, partially. (laughs) Partially. <laughs> you just said I had no brain, so I figured, why just not roll with that? Right. Yeah. And, you know, now they're attacking our sports teams. I'm glad the Blackhawks told them to go fuck off. Uh, yeah. The Blackhawks, again, and you had the Cleveland Indians, a storied franchise, get rid of the name. It's so sad. The Washington Redskins... Because because it's offensive. Whatever. It's offensive. And now, you know what? My favorite sport, MLB, uh, with their bullshit down in Georgia where they're learning that, hey, you screwed up on that one. It is truly go woke or go broke. And they're learning real quick about going broke, aren't they? You know, because it's funny when you see some of these stories. The media is pushing the shit, but... 
they're like, you know, fuck this and fuck that. Everybody is, man. Uh, so uh, let's see here. You got a story here. Maybe it'll play. Los Angeles County Supervisor. U.S. should make amends. Return land to black families. By Catherine Rodriguez. Uh, you can't hear it. That's too, too bad. But her name is County Supervisor Janice Hahn. And you're right, Grip uh, Slater. Indians enslaved other Indians and took their lands. You got to remember that. They were practicing slavery as well. They did it to a lot of whites. They would massacre families and take the kids and raise them as Indians. So, don't fall for this bullshit that this media is pushing on you that if you're white or if you're a Hispanic, because they're doing it to Hispanics now, because black and brown don't get along much. Don't make them believe you're racist for speaking facts. The only time that that comes out is if they can't dispute the facts. And that's one thing about liberals is they don't know the facts. So that's why they're losing. And Bubba is right. Uh, the first registered slave owner in America, guess what? What? Was a black man. <laughs> you were owned by your own people. And then, you, you know, you talk about the slavery issue here in the States. But what about back in Africa? They were selling their own people. They would after they would after they would actually go after these tribes, gather them up, and then sell them. So why isn't that another part of the argument? Instead of saying, "Oh, Whitey's bad. You guys did this. You guys did that." Your own people sold you in the fucking slavery. I know. We didn't start it. <laughs> Your own people started it. Right. Saying. Uh, you know, the slave traders were black. Come on, man. You know, let's be honest. You know, if we're going to talk about racism in this country, you got to get both sides of the aisle. And no, we don't owe anybody, rep you know, respirations or whatever the fuck it's called. Reparations. Yeah, we don't owe them nothing. We don't owe nobody nothing. That's how life works. You know, if the shoe fits. The strong survive, the lambs get destroyed. That's how it's worked throughout human history. We don't owe anybody land back. If that was the case, we'd have to give Mexico back Texas and half the freaking country in the Southwest. But guess what? We won the war against sore losers yeah it's like what the <laughs> fuck man go pout in the corner you know i just like being real about it because i know there's a lot of people that don't know how to suck it up stop being afraid of the mob and speak the truth suck it up buttercup suck it up buttercup we're going in the papa roach and nickelback Speak the language. 
tasteless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. Now 
someone's wife and held it to a throat. But I can still remember what his face looked like when I found him in an alley in the middle of the night. Tell me what you know, tell me what you're gone and done now. Tell me what you know, tell me what you're gone and done now. Tell me what you're gone and done now Tell me what you know Tell me what you're gone and done now I'm gonna do the trick Get it over with You're better off to take all that you got And put it on the spot Just to get like Captain Crunch, Honeycomb, and Raisin Bran. All in one bowl. Part of this nutritious breakfast. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. Alrighty then, uh, don't forget if you're in the Discord channel and you need help, our Discord managers are Geo as well as Donna. Donna's pissed off at me right now. And China Dow, make sure you guys email them. China Dow uh, helps uh, manage the Discord for us as well as her helpers. And I don't know if it's a good thing that they're pissed off at me. Uh, but anyway, I'm kind of a afraid to go into the next segment with you now that I pissed you off. <laughs> I might get some ideas. You might some get some fucking ideals, man. Uh, that is serial killers. And you know what? The reason why I thought about this one is because you're always watching that true crime stuff. And I guess true crime is a big venue now. It's big uh, content. And it's like, okay, what fascinates you about this kind of stuff and then you watch about all these death row inmates and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like wow hmm what is in your head 
not much. Not much, true. No. But uh, it, when you watch the serial killer stuff, are you like trying to say that you want to kill me or dismember me or I'm, eat me? What? I'm gonna plead the fifth. Oh, you're gonna plead the fifth on that <laughs> one. <laughs> this is what happens Allegedly. when you piss off uh, your woman, and uh, you know she gets pissed at you, and you gotta sleep with one eye open. Aren't you grateful you sleep on a different level in the house? You're damn right, man. Now you, <laughs> you wonder why I do coming. it. <laughs> yeah, I. You wonder why I do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what comes to mind when you hear serial killer? Which person? The first person that comes to mind, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. We're actually watching the series on him. Yeah. He. It. It's. I. I just. I just. I don't know. Serial killers, I don't know why they in, interest, like I'm interested in watching all this stuff. Maybe on the what not to do. <laughs> well, what not to do. See, you're into serial killer stuff. I'm into the outfit stuff, the mob in Chicago stuff, because I grew up around that shit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're just nasty. Yeah, like I'm watching, I've watched women behind bars. I've watched men behind bars. I've watched I Am a Killer. I've even watched the ki- the kids behind bars, mm-hmm. like the juveniles that do some serious-ass crap. But what about the serial killers? Why does that interest you the most? Because I want to see what they did wrong and got how they got caught. How like, they got caught? Like, co- so like you're more... they screwed up that they got caught? You're more on the forensic end of the deal. Yeah, I like all the forensics about it. So you're not sitting there dreaming about killing a motherfucker like me? Allegedly, maybe. I don't know. It could happen. What, are you trying to get ideals from these pricks? No, because so far they all got caught. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm uh, going to start watching the series How to Get Away with Murder, too, because that sounds like a good series. <laughs> now, now, an interesting fact. Let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's the dude that ate people. That's just sick. That's just wrong, man. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I this just, ain't apocalypse. What I find funny, though, is every single one of these serial killers... You know, they were abused. They were molested. They were, oh my God. You know, there's other people in this world that went through that kind of crap too, and they ain't killed people. They don't kill nobody. So, I don't get it. So, anyway, he started killing in 78 at 18 years old. He wasn't arrested for murder until 91 after a would-be victim escaped and led police back to his Milwaukee home. Yeah, this is out of Mil- uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They crazy up in Wisconsin, man. Crazy people. Uh, it was there that uh, the details of his life of killing were seen via photos. A mutilated body, body parts strewn across the apartment. He even had a bat of acid he used to dispose of victims. He killed 17 people, mostly young men of color. He served time in prison twice. The first time, guess what he was on? Molestation. Fucking weirdo. Uh, the second time for murder. And guess what? The prison system actually worked back then. Unlike today, it don't work. He was killed by a fellow inmate in 1994. They should have shoved the broomstick up his ass. They did. They did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's what all the newspapers said back then. You know, it's a scary fucking thought that you would know that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what, what that's what I read in all the papers back then. But inmates used to take care of business. Yeah. 
Especially when it came to molesters. I think there's so many of the motherfuckers now, it's hard to get them. I'm still saying leave them with the parents. You're Just damn right, man. Leave them son of a bitches with the parents. Any murderer, any pedophile, they need to be left alone in the room with at least the parents. Mm-hmm. But what's, you know, you say they get caught. Yeah. But the problem is they don't get caught for years or maybe decades. Right. But they eventually do. Eventually, because, after because the body counts up. Yeah, well, and, you know, they, the evidence is just, like, it, I think cracks me up because it's like, okay, dude, why, why you, you know, people come to your house and you got body parts in your fridge. That's just stupid. Why would you keep it? I get it. That's your, you know, protein or whatever. Well, that's a moment. They say a lot of these serial killers, they keep <laughs> mementos they of do. their victims. Yeah. Most of the time, though, it's not body parts, people. It's like jewelry or something of you know like well that, IDs. One, that one series that tantalizes you and it's also coming back on i guess is dexter i love that show you kind of really yeah. see thanks what to it was our about. thanks to our son right yeah, that's how i started watching but he dexter. was actually on the other side of the aisle where he would kill bad people yeah yeah, he would And that was his way of not killing everybody. Right. He didn't kill the innocent, he killed the bad. Right. Yeah. And now Which hey They're congrats. supposed to have another series of that. I guess it's real popular on Netflix. Yeah, they're gonna have another episode but or another season, but I don't think it's gonna be on Netflix right away. But it does take years upon years to catch them, and then the bodies in between catching them and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny, like John Wayne Gacy, that freak. Oh, that yeah. happened in Illinois. Yes, it did. Uh, it happened in Illinois. Uh, he started uh, killing way earlier than 78. Uh, uh, he got caught when a 15-year-old boy went missing, and he was seen with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had nearly 30 bodies buried in a four-foot crawl space under his home so sick i wonder who lives there now no i think the house is no the house was torn down the house was torn down i wouldn't want to be on that fucking property you're talking about fucking ghosts yeah talk about haunted you're damn right and it's like what kind of mentality would you need to sleep over 30 bodies well, at least he didn't eat them. And the smell. No, he probably used that stuff that... What, lime? Yeah, the lime to cover the smell. No, but there had to be something, man, because, you know, you got to bury a body at least. And that's... Well, six feet came where, you know, the frozen and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you got to bury him deep enough so you don't get that smell of a rotting corpse. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, he just got used to the smell. I'm sure uh, he didn't have probably over. you know probably uh, four feet though, uh, and that was just a four foot crawl space under his home. Uh, he probably didn't freaking bury him all the way, man. That's just sickness right there. It's nasty. That's nasty business. And he used to actually do kids parties dressed as a clown. As a fucking clown. What the hell, sick. Uh, then you got this guy, Pedro Lopez. This is actually, he's a native of Colombian, Ecuador, and Peru. He was linked to more than 300 murders. Whoa, hello. He was convicted of 110 murders of girls in Ecuador. He confessed to 240 more in Colombia. And he's nicknamed the Monster of the Andes. 
and he didn't even spend 20 years in prison as he was released in 1998 for good behavior. How in the fuck would you release a guy like that for good behavior? I didn't even know that was, like, allowed. Well, different countries have different ways of doing stuff instead of the United States. They would have put that motherfucker to death here in the United States, especially in Texas. They don't fuck around in Texas. I spent 300 people. 300 women. For good heck? behavior. And he's probably back to his own game because they get this taste of that's the only thing that can excite them is killing people. Yeah. Ugh. But, he, you know, another thing that's messed up, and I think the reason why these people keep killing, is because the news media keeps on, they come up with these names, like the Monster of the Andes or the Golden Gate Killer. You know, that drives them. Because they're getting the attention they They're want. getting the attention that they want mm-hmm. that they made and never got in the first place. Yep. And... I think that's where the media screws up is by giving all these killers nicknames and just not using their actual name. Mm hmm. Because they feed into it. Well, no, they, they feed into until it. they find them, they don't know their name, but you don't go out and. Pr- it, it, that's the thing with the media. They'll, they'll promote racism, they they'll promote pr- this kind of shit. Yeah. They never stop. Nope. And then one of the most famous ones was H.H. H. Holmes in Chicago. Uh,. He was a pharmacist who turned his hotel into a torture castle. And this was in the 1893. Uh, he had soundproof padding, trap doors, secret passages. Uh, it was a maze. Uh, he was selling the, uh, his murder victims' skeletons to medical schools. Oh, that really makes you wonder about when you were in school and you're in science class, who that skeleton belongs to now. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That is pretty messed up, isn't it? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. That makes you wonder, is it a plastic one or was it someone? <laughs> right. Because I swear every science class I ever had had one of those hanging in there. Mm-hmm. So that, oh, that really makes you think now. <laughs> Ew, Gross. I don't want it. (laughs) You know, I just don't believe the psyche of trying, you know, killing people like that. Uh, Is it come down to a sexual type of thing that gets them off? A lot of them, that is what it is. Well, true. Uh, In medieval times, and this has been researched and proven as a fact, that when they were torturing people, the torturers would get sexual excitement out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Nasty business. Yeah, that's sick. Sick stuff, man. Sick people in this world. And that was uh, one thing that Ted Bundy would do, and he was ruthless. Ruthless. He had a fascination with nurses, didn't he? No, that was... Or was uh, that the college kids? That was the college kids. Who was the one that did all the nurses? That was freaking uh, here in the 70s in Chicago. I gotta look him up. I know it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't get it. I know, I know it's one of those ones about. I have it in my head, too, and I'm just like, uh... Right. Blonde moment for me. <laughs> it's an Alzheimer's thing, I don't know. It is an Alzheimer's <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the guy, that guy is the one that really gets to me, is the one that killed all the nurses. And you know what? It's funny, you talk to the adults back uh, then, you know, our mothers, fathers, and all that. They said it was after that murder... 
that everything really started going downhill as far as morals, the country, and, you know, there's specific events uh, that happen in the world that change stuff, and that was one of them, man. And he was out there partying in state bill and shit, uh, drugs, all that kind of stuff, uh, living a good life behind bars like nothing even uh, freaking happened. Uh, I guess he finally died of natural causes. But sad state of affairs with some of these people, man. And uh, it is kind of a sad state of affairs with somebody like China now watching it all the time. It's like, damn, ain't there anything better on the freaking TV than that? No. <laughs> no, there's not. Because when I run out of my shows to watch, I got to find something else. And the sad part is, like, if it's like I am a killer or something, I, I binge watch it. <laughs> anyway, don't forget Rockin' with Hollywood is tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you guys are going out there and ride, ride safe, man. Watch out for all those cagers and stuff like that. Uh, it was a great uh, having uh, some conversation with everybody yesterday in Discord. You guys rock and roll. It happens. It was awesome. Uh, with that, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. Old Auto DJ.